Shut up and sit down. Well, would you look at that? You came back for another podcast. Well, guess what? We made one just for you. That's right. You. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I'm here today with Mr. Matt Legrand. Hey, what is happening? And Mr. Lance Hepler. Good afternoon. Unfortunately, Mr. Evan Price is not able to join us today because he's helping the uh, the greater good by treating patients. Got called into work on his day off. Poor guy. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. What is work? Priorities. I don't understand. Where are your priorities? <laughs> so we are back for episode number five. How is it already number five? I don't know. Yeah. Well, Lance, thank you for coming back again. Really appreciate you coming back here for part two. I'm glad I didn't uh, burn my bridge last week. <laughs> oh, you did. <laughs> we were just desperate, so, you know, we'll take anybody. We're, we're hoping to keep Lance in the rotation if he'll keep coming back for more. He uh, He's always a, a welcome friend to have around the, the show and, uh, you know, ride bikes with and hang out with in general. So I love uh, doing it. Yeah, I do. Good stuff. All right, so um, let's go ahead and kick things on and um, get into our weekend backpedal and kind of run through what we all went through this past weekend. Uh, why don't we start with you, Lance? Go ahead. Well, since I'm not racing just yet, I actually spent the weekend uh, adventuring this week. I oh, had cool. yeah, I had a couple cool. days off, and so um, I just randomly drove to Seattle and went to the Seattle Mariners game, which they lost terribly, okay. but of course I hauled all my a couple bikes with me and nice. stuff, and I still had a couple of weeks to kill or a couple of days to kill. So I drove out to the Olympic Peninsula and oh, wow. did a couple rides in Port Angeles, Washington, along the waterfront, and I rode around Bainbridge Island, which is right across the Sound from Seattle, and it was way too hilly, and it was a ton <laughs> of fun. And so, and then I did a couple hikes, so some beautiful hikes uh, on the coast and in the rainforest, and so I was just adventuring. Did you take a lot of photos? Um, I'm, I'm a bit of a, that was more the reason why I went, <laughs> right. was to take photos, because awesome. I love photography and okay. whatnot, and so that's what I did. I'm trying to be a photographer, so we need to go out and just, <laughs> we could like bike for five minutes yes. and then just like take photos <laughs> and call it a bike ride. Like, we'll just like and we biked, I think we biked over 15 minutes today. And yeah, then way we to got go. Some, we got tons of photos. <laughs> so, and then I had to rush back because it was my youngest daughter's last prom and I had to be there oh. for taking the photos plus the 20 kids in a group all met at my house before they left. So, oh, that's cool. So it's fun. It's <laughs> last you know, prom, last prom. For wow. My family. So it any, was... any tips or words of advice to uh, a dad of some younger daughters <laughs> now that you've had what two that have gone through this process? I have, I have a son and two daughters. Yeah. Yes. And they've, they've all gone through the process. Um, set your guidelines and rules early. <laughs> <laughs> you can't give them rules and guidelines the day of. They yep. have to know it when they're yeah. 13. And carry a big stick, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh. they, they plan. I mean, prom's different than when it was back in our day, right? So it's like 
the the asking out process yeah. is huge, right? They have yeah. signs and just weird stuff. And now it's just like it's gotten out of control. Like yeah. you know, just like limos and dinners and all this stuff. The dance doesn't even matter. It's just like all this huge process that's the problem. Or not the problem. It's the part of the process. It's just right. different. It's not a bad thing. It's just different than what you know, for me it was just like, sure, yeah, we'll go to this dance. Oh, <laughs> that'll work. I, I I've tried to create a spot in my home where kids would want to hang out. Yeah. And so my home ends up being the place where the kids hang out, which is fantastic. So, you know, after prom, there were still 10 kids at my house watching a movie, and I knew they were in my basement watching the movie and not out somewhere where I didn't know they were or I thought they were drinking or something like that. Hanging out under bridges somewhere. Yeah. 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 Oh, good job, Dad. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'll have to hit you up in a few years. My my oldest just turned 12, so I'm not too far off. It's... uh, Starting to become all too real. The uh, <laughs> the future of uh, you know dad part two. Yeah, kicking into that that real dad mode. So good stuff. All right, Matt, how was your weekend, my friend? Good, 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 good. Yeah, you, I, you um, had a you had a race this weekend. I raced. Right? I raced. Yeah, or I mean, I I, <laughs> I I talked to the race director right before the race, and she was like, "Oh, you're gonna race?" And I was like, "I'm going to participate." <laughs> <laughs> you so, did more than that. Yeah, I no, think. I tried. I mean, I, I mean, it was. I knew going into it that it wasn't going to be a great performance, but I also thought to myself, like, oh, I'm going to go race. I'm going to have fun, but I'm going to go hard, right? Like, I'm not going to. Right. I'm going to go hard and give it my best effort. I just know that my best effort at this point isn't what it was last year, right? So that and that's okay. Um, I on Saturday just actually rode with you on Friday, yes. which was too hard. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that's your fault. I blame you actually for my race performance. Uh, and then Saturday I just took it easy. We had tons of family stuff going on, like soccer games. You know, yeah. I have three kids, three boys, all boys. You know, and there's like so soccer all all weekend, and it was great. Um, weather was fantastic here this weekend, which was great. And uh, you know, then on Sunday raced, and the weather was excellent you know and that's what you look for in those races you don't want to be out there just like you know in triathlon where you're out of the water you're wet and you hop on a bike and you're going downhill and you're freezing and you're just teeth are chattering like you just don't want to race that way like it's just not that much fun but but this weekend the weather was actually really nice and i kept thinking like okay don't need gloves like okay do i need arm warmers and it turns out i wore them but i probably didn't even need them and uh, the race itself went fine. I my plan was just kind of like go out slow and work my way into it. And uh, it was a duathlon, correct? Yeah. So it was five um, k. I thought it was gonna be five k, forty k, five k, and it was five k, fifteen miles, five k. Uh-huh. So this is a weird distance, but yeah. it's it's the spring classic, and it's the thirty fourth time they've done it. So you've probably done it. Like I've this. raced it a couple. I times. figured you probably yeah, yeah. you probably did. And. Um, my first 5K was slow or whatever, but it was really nice because I kind of like worked my way into it and I like cruised by some friends and I just kind of was like, hey, how's it going? You know, like just kind of ease into it. And then uh, I was probably maybe in like 20th place or so, maybe top 20. And then, um, and I was, but I was running decently, like, I don't know, maybe like right around 20 minutes or so for the first 5K. They got on the bike. No, you ran like 18.20 or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was um, like 6.05 pace. You're I looked being at the, humble. Yeah. I, looked at the first, <laughs> I looked at the first mile split, and it was like 6.12. And I was like, that's good. You know, like I'm like, where's this come from? I haven't actually been training or running. So then I uh, got on the bike. Um, did okay. You know, you pass a couple people that aren't bikers, and then I got passed by a couple people that, you know, that some of my good friends that I, I really, you know, love racing with. And they 
flew past me and I'm just like kind of actually proud of them. They actually, you know, they're training really hard right yeah. now. They have coaches, they're, you know, they're putting in the, the workouts, the trainer workouts, the stuff that makes you strong, in my opinion. And they, you know, they were doing great. So that was, that was cool to see them go past and then, uh, got back on the second run, which I did run 18 minutes on or so. Um, and that was the one where it was like, I see my friends that pass me on the bike. They're here and here. And I was like, I don't know if it's going to come down to it. And one of the guys, uh, this just like a super biker, um, who's on our team, Scott Macbeth. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I didn't think I was going to catch him, but it came down to like 400 meters to the finish. What? <laughs> just so close. And I ended up snagging him by like just a little bit. And I was worried. I was like, well, if he like, f- you know, if he has an extra gear, like I'm, you know, I'm <laughs> flat out. But I think that, you know, this is my question for you guys. Like, I think this happens to some of us. Like, if you've been through the process where you've been in good shape in the past and you've, you know, and maybe you're not necessarily on point in this particular season, you can somehow just like, I don't know. I don't know if it's like leaning on your historical past or whatever it is, but you can kind of somehow like gut out those extra those, you know, whatever extra performances that you shouldn't necessarily be able to do. And I think that that's what that second run was, right? Where it was just like, I haven't been training, haven't been doing any speed work. Somehow I'm hitting, you know, I think I hit my last mile on like 550 or whatever, 550 something. And I was like, that's out of nowhere. But then I think if you haven't been training, you pay the price like the yes. next day, right? <laughs> so when you guys see me stand up from the the round table, you know, here at the podcast table, you know, you'll see me like limp to the bathroom or whatever it is and piss blood. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to watch you do that, yeah, but yeah. No, you guys probably probably turn your head the other way. Endurance sports are about pain management, yeah. right? It's yeah. how well can you manage your own pain? Yeah. You know, if you can can you push through that pain or not? And hey, you've had a lot of history with a lot of training in your legs. So for you to be able to lay out a 550 last mile that's not yeah terribly surprising yeah yeah and let's and be honest you're not 100 what you were maybe just six months ago okay. and that's because you're, you're taking some time off some yeah. r- r- like well-deserved time off right. but you're still training you're still yeah. consistent with everything that's so true. i mean if you're within yeah. less than 10 percent, there's a lot that you can draw on physically and then you've got right. the mental fortitude to to push through and to kind of summon that 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 bit of extra push that you need to finish hard and if you think about it when you're at the buffet table and you're really working hard, you, your heart rate, your heart rate goes up. That's right. <laughs> or if you see a certain dessert, oh, that's exciting. You know, that, that's good. That's almost like a workout right there. So, yeah, good stuff. Jake, what about you? How was yeah. your weekend? Let's hear it. Uh, yeah, Saturday, I, um, I rode for about 14 miles. Yeah, it was pretty easy. Sure. Some leg openers. Went and saw a couple soccer games, watched my girls play. They, uh, they each scored some goals, which wow. was nice. Um, my, oldest daughter who like i said just turned 12 she uh, scored a birthday goal she uh basically um started off the scoring they ended up winning eight nothing it was it was kind of a, a fun game to watch they had a uh a team that they were playing that had no snub subs so you know come second half <laughs> it, it all they, catches up they poured oh, yeah. it on so yeah. and then watched my youngest and she's so fun to watch she's got this energy for days and she just runs circles around the other kids and it's just it's it really puts a smile on my face when she's a tough little cookie um did some leg openers and went out and did a little road race yesterday. Um, actually, a circuit race. It was the Barton Park Circuit Race um, down in was it like Boring, Oregon? Is that where that's at? Yeah, Boring, Oregon City. Yeah. Area. Yeah. I still get a chuckle out of seeing yeah. Boring, boring, Oregon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right next to Happy Valley. And <laughs> it moved to Boring someday. <laughs> so went down there and um, the team 
gosh, we were so deep in our field. It was funny seeing some of the pictures posted. There was probably 60 people lined up in the shoot for that particular race. And it was just like every other person was wearing an orange kit, an orange dialed kit. So we wow. were pretty well represented. I want to say we had about 12 guys in that race. So we were all over. Um, but they did have a, a mixed category. We had um, the Masters 40s, Masters 50s, we had Masters 60s, and the Clydesdales all racing. All in the same. All in the same field. So uh, made for some, you know, some fun in the beginning. There's a lot of a lot of folks on a skinny little country road, but um, we uh, we did pretty well. We kind of had a, 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 a little bit of a plan of attack. We actually had a meeting. It was the night before. We all jumped on uh, Zoom. And did like this little video conference um, call. Everybody was on there. Kind of was like the Brady Bunch of dialed cycling. <laughs> You've got all these <laughs> people up on your screen. And we were talking about different race strategies, things that we wanted to employ. Because we had so many people. I mean, why not? You know, yeah. make racing fun. Play chess. Use the the weapons that you have. And gosh, we've got, we've got a lot of them. And we um, got out. We had our plan. We got out there. We got lined up. Um, little neutral lead out. I think you were, were my neutral lead out the first time I did that. That is correct. You were, you were, you were our I, lead car. <laughs> I was lead car last year or two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. I was lead car for that. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. So um, anyway, they uh, they lead us out and car pulls off and you know game on start the race. So we had a few little um, shenanigans at the beginning. We just started attacking like crazy. Yeah. I mean, it went from like like happy little like okay, we're just going to ease into this race. Lead car pulls off and it's like. It's like you hear fireworks, like bang, 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 guys taking off, all dial guys, and it's like answer, answer, answer. Um, and, you know, our goal was basically we were just going to be protagonists all day long. And, and it, at some point in time, something was going to stick, and we were going to support those people that got in the break and call it a day, call it a race. Right. And, then, you know, try and um, if there was an opportunity for more of us to bridge up, then we were going to do that. Um, and then it was just going to be a matter of supporting and leading out anybody from any different category because we wanted to take as many of each of those categories that we're racing as possible. So, how was uh, the course? The course is uh, it was it's actually pretty fun. It's it's tough. It's a tough little course. It's a six mile circuit. So you uh, uh, so it's not a, too tight then. Six no, miles. no, 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 okay. not not at all. I mean, it's a beautiful course too. Right. But um, you get a six mile loop. And last year they did eight laps. This year for some reason they they chiseled it down to six, which. <laughs> there's there's a, a a climb in there called Barton Wall, and it's it's a nasty little bugger of a of a climb. It's about what a third of a mile. Yeah, and what's the percentage on it? Because it is steep. I you know what I'd have to go back and look, but yeah, look, we'll just call it steep with yeah. an extra couple e's in there. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Um, so you hit that thing, and the whole like shoot match, everybody just kind of comes to a grinding halt, and they're out of the saddle, climbing gear, just trying to to you know wiggle their way up the hill. Um, by the time we got there, there was a couple of us towards the front and our goal was, is to attack about, um, halfway up the hill and, you know, kind of pull it over the top and, and stretch the field and see if we can get some stuff to stick. Um, I, Michael Myers and I were going to try and work together on the third time up and attack both of us just as big a Watts as we can push coming over the top of that thing as possible and see if we can make that stick work together and just basically, you know, go off the front and see how long we can hold it down because you're both in different categories if you two got away that would have been would, fantastic would have been a win for the 50s and would have been a win for the 40s so yeah. um anyway <laughs> first time up that thing i'm like i feel pretty good and i can recover by you know round three of coming up this hill to do this again with michael let's see if we can stretch it out a little bit got out of the saddle and i think i was about eight nine hundred watts thousand watts for the last like third of it going up the top yeah 
crest at the top, and I could have swore Chris Hannell was behind me. Um, I, I just kind of felt his presence, and I'm not sure, still not sure if he was there or not, because you don't want to look when you're putting down big watts. And I came up, and then as soon as I got over the top, crested it, kind of got down in that tuck position and just kept pedaling hard. Um, and that's where the finish line is at. He's like, you come up over the top, and it's about 200 meters to the finish line. And right when I got to the finish line, I took a peek over my shoulder. And I'm like, oh, nobody came with me. Oh, wait, I've got about a 10-second lead on everybody coming over the top of that thing. I'm like, oh, well, I'll just I'll keep my nose down, and I'll uh, let my teammates sit on some wheels that are going to come chase me down and bring me back in and call it a day because I don't get let go ever so right. um your moves are covered usually because they know you yeah yeah so and then um you know basically kept pedaling 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 you know make a couple of turns and you get on another long stretch and i look back i'm like that's not 10 seconds anymore that's like 15 or 20 seconds so i'm like what the heck i'm like well i'll just keep going because they're gonna catch me on this long downhill and there's wind in your face on a long downhill you've got a peloton of people coming up behind you and there's no way that they're not going to catch you. So I pedal and I, I, I crest up over the hill, start the downhill, get my tuck position and, um, you know, tucked going 42, 43 miles an hour. And then it flattens out and then you get that wind in your face and like, you feel like a parachute, but you still try and stay small. And I look back, I'm like, no, it's, they didn't, they didn't cover that, that space. I'm still yes. 15, 20 seconds out there. I'm like, well, they'll, they'll catch me on the, you know, there's a little bit more, like you make a right-hand turn onto this nice smooth road. There's no wind. It's a thing of beauty. I hit that corner flying and I'm like, well, I'll, I'll probably make a few seconds up here and the, the next corner, which is like 200 meters down, probably make a few seconds up there too because they're in a group and they're going to slow down. They're not yeah. going to naturally be able to take it as fast. Make those two turns. I take a look back. I'm like, they still haven't caught up to me and I put another five seconds into them. I'm like, well, I'm just going to keep going because there's no way that I can hold this because from the time that I jumped them, it was 36 miles that I would have to, to go by myself to do this. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, it's not going to happen, but... I can't stay away that long, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm channeling my my inner Chris Hannell because he and I always talk about that. He loves his breaks, and he's always like, you know, you don't give up until they bring you back in. You just don't do it. You put your head down and you grind until they bring you back in because you never know when they're going to you know, give up on you. I don't know what happened, but I, I kept putting more and more time into them. Um, made another trip up the, the climb, and when I, the first time I went up it, they're all right there with me, you know, and I come up over the top and there's just a little bit of a gap and I can see some people behind me. The second time I'm about two thirds of the way up before the field even gets to the start of the wall. And so I, 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 I boogied up it again, got down again, got my tuck position, went by the, the start yes. line and then it went to like 40 seconds. So I'm like, Oh God, they're either leaving me out here to cook so I can just be totally, just totally burnt and wasted from this, um, uh, this being out front and trying to do this crazy solo stuff. Or I'm just going to have to see what I can do and just like kind of summons that, that, that inner like, you know, <laughs> Watts, you know, power plant and, and just, you know, swallow the fact that I'm suffering and just, you know, tune it out and just go. Well, come around for the third lap. And on the third lap, I, I'm coming up to the, uh, the, the climb. Right before you hit the climb, there's a nice long little stretch of road where you can kind of see where everybody's at. And I'm like, I put even more time into them and you know what? I don't see the field behind me now. I see the official car. And the official do car doesn't come around to the, the break until there's at least about a 45-second yeah. gap. So I know I'm like, yeah. I'm coming into this climb. I'm on lap three. The official car is coming up behind me. I'm going to fly up this thing one more time and see if I can do this now. And I, I got out of the saddle. I boogied right up that thing. Official car came up to me, went past the finish line again, and, and got to that long straightaway before the downhill. He came up to me, and he's like, you've got a minute and 30 on him. Ooh. I'm like, yeah. 
whoa. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I'm going to give it the, I'm, that. Put your head down. It, when he came up and gave me that first time, I'm like, all right, I got to make this stick. I've got to do what I can do. Because if, if they pull me back in, I'm not going to be worth a can of beans, you know, because I'm going to be yeah. pretty spent and they're going to just kill me at the finish. So I, um, I did everything. I, I, I had all of the same spots on the course that I would look at and I would take the peak back over my shoulder just to kind of get an estimate of how far back they were. And I was telling myself, you've got to keep going until they bring you back in. You keep your head down, you grind it out and get out of sight. Cause if you can get out of sight, yeah. if they can't see you, they will forget about you or yeah. give up on you. And so I got out of sight. Yeah. And the next time the, the car came around, he came up to me. He's like, two minutes, 15 seconds. Oh, I was like, oh my gosh, I, 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 I got to keep going. Got to keep going. Came up the hill for the fourth time and um, just, you know, didn't go all out, but still kind of went hard. I'm starting to feel it a little bit at this point in time. And I'm just maintaining my watts, managing my watts, looking at my heart rate, which never, I don't think it ever fell under 170. Yeah. Oh. I think my average heart rate for the, it was like 171 or maybe it was 170. I don't know, but it was pretty close to that. Um, just kept going hard. He, uh, we came around on the fifth lap. He came up around me and, um, he's like, it slipped a little bit. You're like, you know, like back to 145. And it was, that was our teammates trying to bridge up because they thought they could still kind of, um, break away from the field yeah. and bridge oh, up and, and help and all that other yeah. stuff. And, um, anyhow, come around, uh, let's see here. We're coming up on the, the sixth lap and I, I hit the climb and, um, feeling pretty good. And, the, the field was way back there and um but i they were getting closer though because i remember just getting ready to go up the climb and the time before i didn't see them this time i did and i uh, got to the top of the climb and they were hammering and they hammered the climb i think it was on that that second to last time up um came around the finish line and again on the back side before the long straightaway the, the, the um, official car came up to me and this time it says 115 i'm like Oh crap! That would it's suck whittling. so bad. <laughs> if you put in all of this work and you're just dying out there to have them catch you and and probably end up in like 14th or 15th yeah. place or something like that. So I'm like, I've got to give it all I got, and I was out of the saddle at every kind of rise or incline um, on the drops, just staying arrow and just powering up those things um, in a full on tuck going down the um, that that long straightaway. And I'm in a tuck going down that in this stupid car, like comes out on, I mean, it's open course. I mean, so yeah. of course there's still oh. cars on there. So he comes around me safe, fine. But then there was some lap traffic. Um, some, some guy that yeah. fell out of his caravan and the car comes up behind this guy and this guy's only going like 20 miles an hour and I'm coming up on him like going 30. And if I try and pass that car on the outside, go over double yellow lines, hey, you're disqualified. That's you're right. done. You're done, buddy. And you've got the official car right behind you, so there's nothing, and you can't go on the inside because there's the cyclists. And so I, I literally, I'm grabbing brakes with oh. with wind in my face. I'm like, you've got to be joking me. He just told me that it's a minute fifteen, and I'm like screaming at the top of my lungs, like, go pass him, go, <laughs> like throwing my arms at him, like signaling. Go. The guy throws his hands up in the car, and I'm just like, go. And like he he went around the the cyclists. And you know, yelled at the cyclist, good job on your left. <laughs> and so that guy gets free and clear, and he gets up to the stop sign, makes a right-hand turn. But it was about probably about 50 yards before that. This big, black, dooley-ish-looking truck, like this total like country truck, comes around me again right before the stop sign, takes the whole lane, and comes to a full and complete stop at that stop sign. And we've got flaggers out there, so they're open intersections. You don't have to stop. You don't have to right. obey the law. And oh. I, I end up like 
going, you've got to be joking me again. Like within like 10 seconds, I'm dealing with another car. So I'm on the brakes and I snuck around on the inside of him, almost hit in the dirt and then, um, passed him on the inside. And he's probably wondering what the hell is this guy doing out here? Why is he, why is he riding like a maniac on his bicycle? And then I got out of the saddle and sprinted as hard as I could, took the whole lane. I'm like, you're not coming around me unless you're going in the other lane. Plus I was doing the speed limit too. So I don't know if he's going to take me. And all I can think is that the rep telling me, or the official telling me, he's like, you got a minute 15. I'm, I'm thinking in the back of my head, they're probably all in like this massive, like streamlined uh, pace line, flying down this flat section, going 50 miles an hour. And here's a little meal, just trying to make this thing stick. So um, I make the, the last right-hand turn, and it's like these little stair steps, these little rises that come up. And I was just out of the saddle. I could feel my legs kind of getting tight. I'm like, oh, please don't cramp on me. Just, let's not have a repeat of last week. And and I'm passing people. It was funny. There was a lady out there from, uh, uh, my gosh, I don't even know. She's probably a master's lady, but she's wearing a, a Team AF kit. And I remember seeing her on the first lap, and I, I came around her. And I'm like, on your left. And I'm like, hey, there's a big group back there chasing me. Can you stop them? She's like, huh, what? And she, then it registers. She's like, oh, yeah, I got you. You go get them. <laughs> so um, and that was the first lap. And the last lap, I came around on her again. So I, I lapped her at this point in time. I'm like, I'm still out here. I need your help. Get them. Make them stop. <laughs> she's laughing. She's like, go get them. So that was kind of some fun little interactions having with uh, folks out there. So again, I'm just like burying myself, getting over these things, trying to stay small, trying to stay out of sight, trying to, um, to make this thing stick. And I get on one of the long straightaways and I look back where I thought I would see him. Cause I, you know, in my head, I've got jaws like in the back oh, dun, dun, yeah, dun, dun. Yeah. coming after me. I look back and they weren't there. I'm like, you still can't give up. You know, there was one more stretch before I, I make the, the, um, the last right-hand bend that goes to the, that long straightaway before the f- finishing climb. I don't know if I'm doing a very yeah, good yeah. job of painting a picture here, <laughs> but it's probably, you, you know the course as well as I do, it's maybe what, like half mile, three quarters of a mile oh. before you get to the base of the climb right. to back where you've got open line of sight where you can see. So all I can see is the official car, and I'm trying to like get like wider, get close to the center line, just so if I can see around them to see if you can see this massive group of people. I get to the base of the climb, and I look back, and I'm like, they're, they're probably coming around the corner, and, and I, I look around the car. Nothing. Nothing. All I had to do was get up this little third of a mile climb and then a 200 meter sprint to the finish. It's all you. I could have almost gotten off my bike and walked up. And that's about how I felt like I wanted to do, but of course not. I mean, there's some stragglers going up and down the hill and I'm just all just giddy inside. I'm like, I got this thing. I I think I got this thing. My bike don't break, legs don't cramp. (laughs) (laughs) No more cars taking me out. And I'm trying to encourage other people that were like, just they'd fallen out of their caravan. Um, crested the top and, and looked back again, didn't see anybody coming up the hill and just kind of put my nose down and, and wanted to finish a little bit strong and, and came around, came across the finish line. And I think I got him by, I think it was like a minute and 30 or oh, minute 45 nice. or something hey. like that. So did the whole race pretty much solo, solo. off the front. Wow. 36 Four. mile off the front. Yeah. Congrats, so, Jake. That, that is fantastic. Is. Hour and 50 minutes. Um, my, my suffer score was like, 308 or something like that so oh, i finally man. got my first historic um i think that's a relatively new term for them <laughs> but um i think i averaged Suffer score 325 watts for an hour and 15 <sighs> minutes and um i was yeah. pretty done i slept well last night boys <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> so anyway um that was my weekend and uh for the team we had um michael myers he came around he got the win for the 50s he won the 50s so we took course. two podiums um chris hanel finished in fourth just off the podium i think he said he got pinched right at the end um it would have been sweet to have him or sean or uh one of the other guys up there but um it would uh sorry about that um it would have been fun but we we had guys top 10 on both sides and we finished really strong i think chris wehrman got second in the clydesdales, the clydesdales. 
Uh, we had Deb Krishko. She she took down the Women's Masters and a few others. Uh, I was kind of bummed that Kim Catherine couldn't make it out there. She was dealing with some okay. food sick. poisoning the day oh. before, which was kind of a bummer. She sent me a text that morning saying that she just couldn't do it. She was gutted. So, so, so was the rest of the team kind of playing interference? Yeah, that's what I was. You? That was my question too. Yeah, so that second and third lap. Do you feel like they were? Did you ask them? Were they working yeah, with you? Yeah, well. I, they were trying to bridge up. They wanted to bridge up. Yeah. That was not the plan for me right. to go off solo. Right. That was not my... I didn't want to yeah. suffer like that all day yeah. long. Granted, it was fun in hindsight. I mean, yeah. it was it was awesome. But while you're in that moment, you're like, please let some orange Somebody jerseys come up me. and help me. Yeah. And they were trying to bridge up and it would have been fantastic to have some other people up sure. there to work with. So I think them trying to come up and none of us thinking that that was going to stick was pushing the pace a little bit. And I think at one point in time, I think Michael was saying that to Chris that hey we need to back we need to start playing you know defense here and protecting it and not pushing the envelope to to bring the field back up to him. So um, they were playing protagonists just because people kept jumping on their wheels because they're all marked as well. Yeah. And then uh, at, at one point in time, I think that they started to kind of let up a little bit and let people start to chase down and they right. would answer that and um, reel them back in and slow the yeah. pace back down. So they they definitely did help. I would imagine that the other teams weren't as organized or had pre-planned much and so didn't know quite what to do in order to try to bring you back uh, correct yeah. Um, yeah but you gotta figure they know like hey we there's a guy out front we gotta work together like you know that you, you the peloton organizes yeah. i mean to some degree you're like hey you know they know too like that this guy's got a minute this guy's got a minute and a half like we <clears> gotta start thinking about reeling this back in yeah they know yeah something yeah. i mean especially like you start talking to people that aren't even on your team right like hey let's start taking turns here let's start yeah. working yeah. yeah i don't know i don't know but then if you have all the dial guys up front then you know they can slow things down so yeah. it's right uh, yeah there were some guys that that i know that i've raced with quite a few times and they said they didn't realize that it was me who was off the front oh. until they were probably three or four laps in they're like oh oh crap uh, that's <laughs> so not, um he's not a fun guy to chase there's yeah. a sea of orange yeah they misplace yeah. jake yeah they just they weren't taking good inventory i guess nice. so <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah it's like the minnow effect you're that's in the right. water there's a big enough crowd <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so that was i guess a little bit of safety and numbers i just i got lost in the mix and oh wait a second he's gone well so, congrats jake that's fantastic yeah, that's, that, awesome. that's the first time i've had a a, a solo yeah. victory so that's i mean a, i've done breakaways before but never on a solo effort and that that hurt, but it was it was fun to get through that and look back and say, I can't believe I accomplished that. Yeah. It's just yeah, you, know, you, you bury yourself and you learn how to suppress all that pain. Yeah. So no cramping issues this time. What do you think contributed to that? Oh, for starters, I had two water bottles the whole race, <laughs> and then uh, I tried a new uh, product from Scratch Labs. They're uh, it's like their emergency hydration, emergency recovery, and it's like a, a pre-race drink that you can take. It's just got a much higher sodium content to it. And um, I, I took that down, and that seemed to help because we had a, a beautiful day yesterday. You couldn't have dialed up a nicer day yeah. for yeah. a race. And it was the temperatures were warmer than what we're used to. And it was actually even warmer than what the forecasted temperatures were. I think guys were saying at the start line that we're at 70 degrees for uh, temps on, on their garments. So yeah. Yeah. Um, we were expecting temps in the, like the 60, 61, 62 range. Um, so he had sun out, warmer temperatures, and I was sweating my butt off. Yeah. Um, and I no cramping issues. Yeah. I, I did have one feeling of like a little bit of tightness and I just kind of spun it out just a little stretch, you know, the little things that we That's do when we're on good. the bike and that, that, that shook them out and I was good to go. So. Excellent. Good deal. So, um, it was a, a, an interesting day. It was a fun day. It was a hard day. And, um, yeah. 
good stuff. So good stuff from the team. That's great. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's get into our first topic. It's just going to be kind of an open general topic about nutrition. And I just wanted to kind of get some insight from you boys and some things maybe that you're working on right now, some things that you've tried before, crashed and failed, some things that work well, your go-tos and all that fun stuff that relates back to nutrition. So um, just real quick, why don't you guys tell me a little bit about like your your race day preparation, like what it is that you're eating on a race day, pre-ride stuff. What is it that you do, Matt? What, sure, yeah. What, what gets so, you going? Yeah, what, what gets you going? No, um, so I'm like total caffeine addict, so I'll wake up and I will, you know, I'll try to take in like a decent amount of like coffee, just like try to keep things that, I, you know, I know that my body is used to. Uh, and then I do, depending on the race, um, if, if it's like a super long race, like an Ironman race, my nutrition, like my morning nutrition is a little bit like I'll take in more calories, uh, just cause my stomach doesn't get too upset when I'm swimming on a full stomach or even if I'm biking on a fairly full stomach, I'm okay. So it depends on the race. If it's a running event, like if I'm running a marathon, I eat like super bland, like bagels, like super simple food and like, you know, not a whole bunch of stuff, you know, water and stuff like that. Uh, water bagel, super simple. But if it's an Ironman or something like that, then I'm not super worried about that kind of full gut feeling just because I'm thinking to myself, I need the calories. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, as I, you know, if I'm swimming, you're not taking in nutrition. Hopefully you're not taking in too much salt water. <laughs> Sushi. <laughs> Sushi. Uh, yeah, we did talk about pre-race meals, didn't we? Um, but yeah, so on the bike, uh, I'll, I don't, you know, I'll, it depends on, again, it depends on the distance of the race. This past weekend, you know, it's like a 15-mile bike ride, so super short. Um, I put in some sort of, like, Hammer Nutrition. So Hammer's this company, and they, they do a whole bunch of different types of nutrition stuff, and they do supplements and stuff, too. And I think I just had some of their, like, free stuff floating around in my closet. Just, like... I'm a Hammer fan. You have? Okay, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think they have some good stuff, um... Like they, they have one, like those little tablets, I think that's like, um, I don't know, like an anti-cramping kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have some great products and I took in whatever their sports nutrition drink was. So it was good. I mean, I just put that on my bike and it's just because I had it in my closet. It's not something that I'm like, you know, super big proponent of. I'm not, um, I've been using uh, Perpetuum, which is, you know, I think one of their products. It is. And that's a, you know, again, that's, to me, it seems like a more of like a thick calorie drink, right? I don't use, I didn't use that for this particular ride um, because it was so short, but for all my Ironman stuff, I was using kind of this perpetuum stuff. So I have a lot of that stuff in the closet and I'll use Any, that. Anything over two hours, I, I use perpetuum. Perpetuum, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's kind of, yeah, it's a, I basically got some for free and I used it during all my training and then I was like, well, I'm going to use this for Ironman. So then I was like out of their, out of their stuff. So then I went and bought a whole bunch more of it because I was like, I need this for this Ironman race. Yeah. And that, for all the companies that are listening, is a way to get people hooked. <laughs> it's that first uh, free, free sample of crack there for yeah. you. Huh? It's like, <laughs> hey, these people need to use this on all their training rides, and they're completely, they're not going to change. You know, this is another thing that we've talked about. Don't change things for your big, you know, A race. Absolutely. Right? Like, so, yeah, just hooked on that, and then it's like, oh, well, I've got all this perpetuum in the closet. I'm going to keep using it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I used, uh, I used that on the bike, and, again, for me, like, the whole race was an hour and 20 minutes. It's just not a lot of time to, you don't need a lot of calories. No. Uh-uh. Uh, for that particular race. But, um, you know, again, so depending on the race, you know, that's going to determine my nutrition for sure. Uh, and I want, I really want to be the guy that can do like kind of like liquid only nutrition, right? Like whether that's, you know, perpetuum or perpetuum and gels and things like that. 
Um, but for Ironman distance, I can't do it <laughs> and I want to, but I'm not there yet. So I actually will, um, make a peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and I'll cut the crust off and I'll smush them down. So they're almost like little shot blocks compact, or something like that. Yeah. They're super compact, but I, you know, I know like for me, I, you know, I, I know a lot of what the pros do and stuff like that. And they all do like basic liquid nutrition stuff where they'll do, you know, caloric drinks and, and gels. And so I'm hoping to get there someday. It's just... You know, um, I, I'm not there yet. So, what is it that keeps you from going? Like, what is it just that not having it's, that that feeling of something in your stomach to like mechanically speaking? Yeah, when you're out there, it's like hour six or something like that. You just feel like you want calories that are like filling, like a filling, you know, item. And so, it's like if I'm just doing gels and stuff like that, my stomach tends to feel like it's just over too much sugar. Like, yeah, it feels yeah. like it's, you know, just kind of gut bust. What I found was that it what I could eat depended on where my heart rate was. Right. So I figured out at 140 beats per minute, if my heart rate was below 140 beats per minute, I could tolerate solid food. Right. If it was above 140 beats a minute, I could not tolerate solid food. Yep. So yeah. if I would I'm, agree with that. Yeah. 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 That's exactly right. So that's <laughs> why I usually went full liquid when I was doing Ironman. Right. Or if I'm doing a longer race, I just do full liquid So too. probably for Ironman racing, my heart rate's dropping down a good bit on the bike. And I think that's probably because my legs aren't strong enough. When I get on the run, it's different. Yes. Right? You have that running background. Yeah. Like my heart rate spikes up and I know I can hold that for a longer period of time. But yeah, then on the run, I do I do liquid stuff. Yeah. I don't even think about solid no. foods, right? It's like gels and water, maybe Coke at the end of the race. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, super pretty. Sh- I mean, that's that's one part of the puzzle that I would love to kind of tweak is to get to the point where I can do some of the liquids and the gels and still feel like eh, I'm not gonna. Explode. It is it is the fourth discipline in triathlon. That's what they say. My nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> um, my theory is that laundry is the fourth discipline. <laughs> if you're swimming and biking and running all the time, then you need to be, you need to be washing laundry. clothes. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, so that's my fourth discipline. Just keep those Tide Pods out of your nutrition. Tide pods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get, my, get my fourth disciplines mixed. That's dangerous. <laughs> How about you, Lance? Um, generally, before a big ride or a race, I usually eat four or five or 600 calories or something, and nothing too extravagant. And it's usually something like oatmeal and a banana yeah. and maybe a cliff bar or something like that is generally what I've kind of kept it to. But uh, lately, all the racing I'm doing is, you know, between 45 minutes and two and a half hours max. And yeah. so I'm just taking liquid nutrition. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I've kind of trained my body to do this, but lately I've needed, needed less and less liquid, even on the bike. So, which... And I haven't had cramping issues or whatnot, but for some reason, and it, maybe it's because I live in the Pacific Northwest and it is generally not too hot enough that I'm sweating too much, but yeah. I tend to sweat like yeah. a monkey. So Yeah. Do you find but, that you get enough vitamin D in your diet? Uh, probably not. Yeah. That yeah. was the problem that I was having with cramping last year is I um, was extremely vitamin D deficient yeah. after going for a physical and doing a little bit more research and when you're vitamin D deficient and how that has an effect on your electrolyte stores and, yeah. and the, the way that your body metabolizes stuff, um, I was getting cramping issues from that. So, I mean, I, my body's just already naturally predisposed, I guess, to getting cramping under certain uh, stimuli. Yeah, That was one of them. And, uh, you know, if you're not hydrating and you're vitamin D deficient and your electrolytes are all out of whack, I was getting some cramping issues due to some that. Once there. I got that dialed in, that part kind of went away. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, I generally use the hammer products as well for nutrition. <clears throat> I use Perpetuum for longer rides, but 
I, I use the blocks. They make perpetuum tabs. Oh, yeah. Which we might have discontinued those because yeah. I think I got some that were like we're discontinuing these and I was like I'll take a couple of those oh. if they're discounted. I, so. have, I have a couple of vats of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So because they're easy to carry on the bike and right. I can have two bottles of water or a bottle of electrolytes and a bottle right. of water and then some perpetuum yeah. tabs and that tends to sustain me pretty easily through longer rides and whatnot. Good. Good. Yeah. I. I don't do a lot of racing that is, you know, over three hours. Yeah, I mean, right. I've done some endurance stuff like the Seattle to Portland. And I think the old running joke is that Jake runs on 50 miles per burrito. I would make these little bean burrito packs <laughs> that would be perfect little squares yeah. that I would, you know, throw some stuff in there depending upon where I'm at in the race. So I did that ride with you and I literally did the same thing. I had, I think, two or three burritos. Yeah. And they, fit yeah. right in the, they fit right in that back. <laughs> bike, it was perfect. Bike. Yeah. And I get these uh, these tortillas from Costco. That's, they're made with like four ingredients or something like that. They're the raw ones. And then you cook them? That's what yeah, we Yeah. You put yeah. your stuff oh, in there and you fold it up into a perfect little square. You throw it on the, the fry pan or something like that and like you know brown each side of it and then you put it in whatever wrapper you want to use it worked perfectly you just yeah. toss in one of those things every <laughs> you know a couple hours or so or yeah and then you know you're obviously chasing with your fluids and and um, i would take uh like gels or sometimes a little block or something like that what i'm really keen on right now starting to keep dropping the scratch labs i just i really do like their products but yeah. they've got their little chews i don't chews. know if you guys have tried those yeah they're and i tell they're this great. to people too because i bring it up and my mouth instantly starts watering so they're good. <laughs> that good um so those have been working well for me lately too but you know for me it's more just making sure that i've got the right stuff in my bottle and that i've prepared going into it um you know appropriately um usually if it's a, a really long hard training ride or it's a, a big race um, I'll, my body just always wakes up super early. So I'll go get up. And the first thing I'll do is eat to make sure that I'm topping everything off. Right. And I'll always eat right before the race as well. I'm not right before, but like about an hour out, um, tossing something just to get rid of any kind of mechanical hunger so that I'm not out there on the race feeling like I'm going to bonk. I've got, you know, calories to draw off of and making sure that, you know, hydration supplements and stuff that are in the bottle are supporting what I'm doing. And, and that seems to work pretty well for me. So um, I, I've tried the Scratch Lab stuff, and I think it's excellent. It's good yeah. stuff, too. I feel like um, it's not, it doesn't seem as sugary to me, so I feel like that's a really nice yeah. option. Yeah, it's, it's got a nice clean taste, too. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it, it tastes good, so. Yeah, I definitely I go, like that. go with that. What would you guys say your biggest fail is, uh, either out on a bike or out on a run or beforehand? We won't bring up sushi. <laughs> <laughs> biggest fail? Um, so... Is would this be like embarrassing stuff or just like failed nutrition fail? Yeah, just nutrition fail that just led to something that just went completely sideways. So, yeah, so I've tried, you know, and this this is one of those things where it's like, you know, I've gotten out and when I have Ironman training in mind, it's like I'll hit these certain days where like, okay, this is a hilly hundred miler ride or whatever it is, and it's like you pack nutrition or whatever, and then you're just like, whoops, I forgot to bring blah 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 like my main you know whatever in this case it was like i forgot to bring my pack of pbjs they're still at home in the refrigerator whatever it is right because you pack that the night before yeah um but then you get out there and i was like okay so this is one of those things where i was like okay well then i ha i do have a fair amount of gels on here let's go straight liquid and see how it goes uh, i just can't do it Didn't you work. know it's just like it's just you know and who knows it could be lack of fitness too right because you get out there and you just struggle the last 20 20 miles or so or whatever and you're like ah, it's, i don't have enough calories i'm hungry so yeah. I've had to like stop, stop at the coffee shop, get something, get food in, and just yeah. be like, "Well, this this ride's an extra hour longer than it should be." <laughs> How about you, Lance? Um, the biggest one I remember was uh, I uh, I got a big pizza for my family, 
and I probably ate half of it myself. (laughs) And and it was a beautiful day, and we just got done eating. I'm like, I'm going to go for a run. Uh Oh, running. We saw the pizza again about about 30 minutes later. How come I keep telling vomit stories? (laughs) But yeah, I threw up all the pizza, and then I finished my run. I felt a lot better. There you go. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Sorted that out, huh? (laughs) Uh, I think that mine... Uh, it's going to be recent, and it, was, it wasn't it was an intentional fail. So we went down to Palm Springs for our training camp this past uh, January and um, you know went to the grocery store to stock up for the week. We were actually there for eight days. Uh, it was a glorious, glorious week. It was like 525 miles of riding in that eight days, and we did, I, I, oh, yeah. I think it was 28 hours of on the bike, and, and uh, it's just a mountain of climbing. Uh-huh. So you got to be, you know, make sure that you got all the, the food, nutrition that you need for on the bike and all that stuff. So there's a particular steel-cut oatmeal that I, I love, and I eat that almost religiously in the mornings, um, especially before rides and races and whatnot. <clears throat> and um, I went to the grocery store, and I grabbed the one that I normally get, it's this Quaker three-minute uh, steel-cut oats thing, and I thought that's what I grabbed, and I threw it in the shopping cart, and you know, oh, just no. got everything else, went home back to the house that we'd rented, um, put my stuff away, got up the next morning, made my steel-cut oats, put it in the microwave because it's supposed to cook up in three minutes, and then you, I, I tossed blueberries and some some nuts in there, and a little bit of cashew milk, and mix that up. It's a tasty breakfast. Go and sit down outside. It's a nice morning out there in the Coachella Valley. Start eating my oatmeal. I'm like, it's kind of hard and chewy a little bit, oh, but yeah. we got to get going because we're getting on the bike. So I eat that up. And oh, I don't know, about three hours later on an 80 mile ride, um, all of a sudden my stomach starts going, I'm like, uh oh. And yeah, there's this thing, I guess, that if you don't fully cook oats, that your stomach will start to produce gases and all of a sudden you're just, you're done. So you're jet propelled for the rest of the ride. And it was like, all right, I'll just ride at the back, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> so get back and um, I didn't even think a thing about it. The next morning, went and made my oats again. Oh, no. I, I didn't make a correlation. I'm like, well, maybe it was the food that we had the night before. We went out to this like, Mexican food restaurant. And you know, I had like, I don't know, whatever it was I had. Just It's not atypical for my body to not have problems with that. So no, no big deal. Go through the same thing. And again, about two, three hours into the ride, stomach starts turning. I'm like, what the heck? Are you are you kidding me? And it was just just terrible. And like, and then I started thinking about right, what's what was atypical about the thing. I'm like, oats kind of stuff sounded kind of bad. Yeah. Went back and looked at it when we got home. It, it was a regular steel cut oats, which actually takes 30 minutes to cook on the stove. Not ah, three minutes not in the microwave. So they were grossly <laughs> undercooked. So I was malnourishing myself and they like <laughs> ferment in your stomach and they start to create all these gases. You know, you're, you're burping and blowing stuff out and it was just terrible. So, um, yeah, I ended up taking that stuff and, and cooking it all on the stovetop for the rest of the trip. But that was uh, kind of the running joke is, you know, oh. keep Jake away from the oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> It was a that was probably my biggest uh, fail, but you know we've all had other moments, and I know that you guys gave me my grief for my pre race ritual. Um, <laughs> actually, did not have sushi before Barton Park this oh. past weekend. However, I did have and cooked fish though. So okay, all right. So the cooked fish. <laughs> maybe it's a step in the right direction, right? Yeah. Cooked yeah. fish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But um, yeah. But while you guys are on the bike. Do you guys have like an absolute, absolute favorite thing? Like just that one thing. Um, just for the folks that listen out there, just maybe for trying something if, new. Well, I mean, if I'm absolutely having a miserable ride, if I stop and have a coffee, yeah, I'm, I'm back in the mix. Yeah. Like it's that's pretty. It's actually pretty amazing. I think I had 
the Seattle Portland ride is like 200. It was a little over 200 miles. And I stopped at 175 and I was cooked. I was trashed. I yeah. had coffee and I like caught back up to the group that I was riding with yep. and then beat them all at the finish. Nice. It was ridiculous. And, and that includes like, your time to stop. They didn't stop either, oh, right? Oh, no, no. They didn't stop. Yeah. It was just <laughs> Rocket like... Rocket fuel. I mean, it was it was insane. And I was like... And I felt good. Like, yeah. I closed hard. It was yeah. crazy after so 200 miles. The coffee so, shop stop. So the coffee shop stop is... Yeah. yeah. Good. How about you, Lance? I love non-hydration tabs. Oh, yeah. The That, like, that you put in your water bottles. <laughs> I, I love those. story about those. The ones that are... Caffeinated. I like the lemon lime non hydration tabs, and you're supposed to put one in your bottle. I put four. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so it's like oh, yeah. this sweet, gooey nectar, yeah. and it's carbonated. Yeah. So I, I just uh, yeah, that's treat. making my mouth water. So I didn't about that. <laughs> the first time I had one of those, I'd never had them before, and I was doing a. It was like the MS one fundy down in, in Southern California. And it's a hundred mile leg, and we're at one of the rest stops. And the guys are here to have a high, or, uh, you know an electrolyte tab or something like yeah. that. Oh, whatever. I just threw it in my, my jersey pocket, and we're riding down. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what that thing was. I'm on the bike with some buddies, and I took it out. I didn't read it because I'm riding the bike, so I tear it open instead of throwing it in my water bottle. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. just put Did this you on. You, just put this on your tongue. Or you eat it or what? And I threw it in my <laughs> mouth, and I got like foaming, like mad dog stuff coming out. It's like I pop got this, rocks. Yeah, no, it, it was. It was kind of doing the whole pop rocky thing. <laughs> oh, Jake has rabies. <laughs> but you know what? It wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I, honest to God, I think that it actually may have, you know, had a, a positive <laughs> effect. I was like chasing water with it, and whatnot, because it was, uh, it was kind of a little crazy in the mouth. But oh, that was my first interaction with those. Uh, I, like I don't those. think you're supposed to do it that way, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think just to go back, my favorite thing right now, and again, because it's making my mouth water, is those uh, scratch chews. I think that scratch those cheese. things are fan- I haven't fantastic. tried those. Uh, you're gonna have to hook me up with one. I'll, at some I'll, point. I'll give you back today right. when Whatever. we're done. So yeah, or I'll just hit you up. You'll, be, you'll have them on the bike. <laughs> I'll just borrow. I'll I just, do. I, I share them with everybody. I'll reach in the back of your jersey when you're not looking. There you just go. grab one. There you go. Just, yeah. yeah, just make sure you leave a couple for me. Yeah. So, um, okay, off the bike. Just in general, just in general life, what is your biggest vice? What is your like Achilles heel? Like the one thing that you're like, why am I doing this? Why am I eating? Why am I shoving this donut in my face? <laughs> Yet you still do it because that's your big vice. What's your big thing, Lance? Well, um, I'm Mormon, so I don't have too many vices. Yeah. <laughs> but I am in a deep, committed relationship with Coke Zero. Oh. oh. <laughs> deep. It's a level of commitment. So I, have, I, I really try to be careful with soda. No, that's not true. I love Coke Zero. I drink too much so of it. Yeah. So that's my vice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so Lance mentioned pizza earlier. Like, I'm, I'm just like, like, I can sit down and do a whole pizza. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if you feel sick afterwards. Like, it's so good. Just don't go run. Right yeah. Afterwards. I know. I know, I've made, I know better than you do that. Where's your uh, favorite pizza from? Um, I'll, we had Costco pizza yesterday, and there's the the cheese is like th- super thick. Like it's not even pizza. It's you're basically just eating a block of warm cheese. And it's fantastic. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I don't know. My wife makes this pizza like just like basically all homemade pizza, yep. and it's really good. So that's probably my favorite pizza. And then my other, vi- I have lots of vices. Uh, <laughs> my definitely like the the um, IPA beers in the Pacific Northwest are just fantastic. So. That's that's why I'm overweight. Yeah, uh, is, it's, I know that if I stop drinking beer, that the weight will drop. But it's yeah. so hard because it's, it's the beer's so good. And honestly, it's not about like the alcohol. Like if it was non-alcoholic beer, I would be more excited about it. Like I just want like I just love the taste, <laughs> the taste of like of cold yeah. beer. It's like so good. So anyway, so, so it's trouble. One sixty 
160 pounds is that what you are these days that's overweight no yeah i'm, I'm getting i'm 165 you oh, know no. and uh, someone call the yeah <laughs> exactly. cops i know well and it's just i know that so but like just in november i was 150 or you know under you know right, right under 150 so that's a lot of weight in a gotcha. short amount of time gotcha so you know it's uh it's not fat suit but it's pretty pretty damn close <laughs> well i've been there yeah well yeah. You're looking pretty svelte there, Mr. Lance. You've lost some weight. Since, Actually, since I saw you, like you've been on your sabbatical traveling the world, yes. and you came back and you were telling me that you put on some weight, but you've probably lost how many pounds? You've taken off quite a bit. I've I've lost 30 pounds. Holy nice. In the last that's awesome. while. Wow. Yeah. We'll have to get to that in just a minute, because yeah. I'd like to hear a little bit more about what you're doing. But um, yeah, for, for vices, I never eat them. Michael Myers, I'm going to go over there and ring his neck. He, uh, he's a super nice guy. You know, he's just one of the nicest guys, the most generous guys you'll meet. So he gets word that it's my daughter's birthday <clears throat> on Saturday. And he, uh, he calls me up first thing in the morning. He's like, hey, I'm over at Dot Donuts, and that's a local oh, yeah. donut They're shop good. that's just like to die for. And I never eat them for good reason because they taste so freaking good. Yes. It's so he crazy. comes, he, he, uh, I'm like, Oh, thank you so much for the offer, but we were literally walking out the door when he called to take the kids to the soccer game. He's like, well, where's the game at? Oh, no. <laughs> so we're down at the, the soccer fields, and here comes walking up Michael with this big, giant box of donuts, <laughs> and I'm like, USOB. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I'm thinking to myself, like, I hope there's just three in there, for one for each kid, and he opens it up, and there's like the full assortment and then there's this one that i'm not kidding it's as big as my head for yeah. my daughter and it, i've got a picture of it and it's literally as big as her <laughs> like, head there's only three in yeah. here for your kids yeah. but there's 20 in here, in here and yeah. the rest of them so, are for you right the three so yeah i ended up having a donut on saturday i may have uh, another half a donut later on in the day but um <laughs> i had to top off those glycogen that's stars, right, right? Yeah. So, but um i wouldn't say that that's my biggest vice but those things are so flipping good but i i think for me it's probably like an ice cream, like a good ice cream, like a good Ben and Jerry's. Or um, we've got a local place here called Flash Freeze where they do that nitrogen made ice cream right yeah. in front of you, and you get to put your own ingredients in there. Oh my gosh, that's so good! I never get one, and I let all three of my kids get, and they just have to pay their dad tax. Yes. <laughs> so I'm teaching them early about taxes, right? Mm -hmm. So um, you know that that's probably my biggest thing. And, and like like you, Matt, I enjoy a good IPA. Um, it's it's always tasty. We'll, we'll drink yours, Lance. Please, so. yes. <laughs> we'll send you out there to win all those those preem laps, and you can get your free beer, and you can, have, you can share with us. I have won a few uh, cases of beer at races, there and I know. have given them all away. Nice. <laughs> He's so. the best teammate, let me tell you. Lance, Lance, I'm your best friend, right? That's right. <laughs> it's all you, man. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. All right, so let's... Uh, Let's put that one to rest. I, I got to stop talking about donuts because I think there still <laughs> might be one or two out in the, you know, oh, in the kitchen. So, <laughs> um, most embarrassing race moments or group rides. Do you guys have anything that you can tell us about that? Anything like, that just really got you, got you good? I, I've got a, I've got a decent one. It was one of my first road races that I ever did. Uh -huh. Actually, it was a couple years ago. It's called the Gorge Roubaix. Yep. Jake oh, yeah. was actually in the very same race with me. And it was one of the first times we had actually met. Yeah, it yeah. might have been the first well, time we no, met. No, the first time we met was at Jack Frost. I'm lined up. I'm like, two oh yeah. Like, what? I, I'm I, like, there's like one guy ahead of me, and I was like maybe 45 seconds out, and he was, Jake? Is that you, Jake? <laughs> I'm like, who is this guy calling my name? And like, this guy comes running up. He's like, yeah, I'm Lance Hepler. Nice to meet you. So that was the first time I met you. And was all Strava stocking. Yeah. <laughs> it was good it was. stuff. But anyway, get back. So, so I, this is one of the first races, and the Gorge Roubaix is a beautiful, it was like a 50-mile course or something yeah, like that. that. 
um, through the hills in the Columbia River Gorge, which is beautiful. Um, there's a couple of pretty decent climbs in it. And um, I'd been training pretty hard and so feeling really good about myself. I'd been killing it on Strava segment segments. So I thought, hey, <laughs> no one can I, I can do this bike racing things. I'm, yeah. I've, look at all these KOMs I've got on these. Collecting them. 20 seconds trauma segments, right? Oh, 50, same thing as the 50 mile ride. <laughs> That's right. It's the same thing as the 50 mile ride. So I figure, okay, this is all good. I'm going to go do this race. I line up with the race. Um, Jake is there. We talk a little bit. Um, we kind of strategized a little bit that I'll, be, I'll try to be there to help him because I knew he was a stronger rider than right. me back then. And so I'll you know do what I can. So gun goes off. Uh, neutral rollout for a bit, and then there was five or six or seven miles mm-hmm. of flat before we hit the first climb, and um, it, no problem in the flats. I'm with the group. I'm with the Peloton. We're all together. And that was a big group, too. It was. It was maybe 100 people. Yeah, it was, it was a big race. Yeah. So we get to the bottom of the first climb, and I'm like, okay, just stay. Try to stay around Jake and with Jake and, and nearby, and I'm not kidding. In 200 yards, I got dropped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're seven miles into this 50-mile race, oh. and I am dropped. And I thought, again, I said the same thing last week. What am I doing out here? Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. So I get to the top of the climb. I soloed for, you know, I, the next 40 miles. I'm really good at downhill because I'm a big guy. And I'm a little fearless, which is not good. But <laughs> <laughs> so, but we get to the anyway. It ended up being a decent race for me, where I worked with seven guys to the top of the last downhill. I totally dropped them on the downhill, and the final seven miles, I just head down soloed while they tried to catch me, but I held them off for like. 52nd place it was like a sweet victory (laughs) but yeah that was embarrassing that um i thought i was all that and i got dropped on the first 200 meters of the first climb well you've made up for it quite a few times (laughs) if i don't mind saying so myself i just realized i'm not good at climbing so i don't do races with big climbing in it well if you keep the trajectory with this weight loss stuff man you're gonna be down there with matt pretty soon with those watts and those legs man lance has got some tree trunks for legs that can just pound out the watts you're gonna be killing it with those watts Uh, per kilo i'm working at it yeah good stuff how about you matt so yeah um (laughs) as far as you know embarrassing races and things like that i I have lots of good, you know, things to definitely draw from, but uh, I've been embarrassed so many times. Uh, but one thing that I would probably say is less funny, but um, if we have younger listeners, this is like a kind of a maturity thing. I know that when I was racing in college, like what I, what I found was if you go and you have a bad race, it's the thing that I'm embarrassed about most is not necessarily like going and having a bad time, having that time being on the internet to live forever. Like that's fine. Whatever. No one cares. People have bad races, but how you act afterwards, I feel like that is the thing that you can control that really like just will drive you crazy. And you will like, you will remember it forever. You will remember how you acted, how you treated people. And like, if you sulk or if you just like throw a temper tantrum or however it is that you act like, that to me is the most embarrassing thing. And so I, I've had pr- like 
there's, you know, there's one race in particular that just stands out that like, I'll never forget. Like, I just won't be able to get that back. Like I had a bad race. I went and just didn't talk to any of my teammates, like went and sat by myself. Just, that's, I'm, I'm embarrassed to talk about it with you guys. I'm mm. embarrassed to publish it. But like, to me, like, I, you know, now I coach high school kids and yeah. I just like, if that's one little thing, like, Hey, you know, I, and this happens quite frequently is like, you'll have kids that are great runners and they'll have a bad race or whatever it is and they don't handle it well. And it took me a long time. That happened to me in college, not just high school, but in college too. Like just not, just didn't really, you know, do a good job post-race. Like, you know, like, okay, here, that was a bad race. And this is the things I can work on. You know, there's, there's just different ways to handle it. But I think by the time that I finished collegiate running, like I had it, like, you know, have some grace. I had, I had that ability to be like, okay, you know, did I have the greatest race? No, no. Did the team do well? Not great. No, no, we didn't do that well. But my family's here. My friends are here. Like I, I'm going to enjoy this post-race process, what, you know, whatever it is. So that took some maturity, but the times that, you know, that I didn't actually, you know, do well post-race, those are, those are my most embarrassing like race performances. So it sounds like you own it. Yeah. Yeah. You learn from it and you can now preach it. And it's good to have had that experience then. And, you know, still, yeah. You know, either A, be doing it to this day yeah. or B, never doing that, not right. being able to, you know, basically take that to the kids right. that you coach. I think and that's a good learning yeah. lesson. And so. throughout this podcast, you know, <clears throat> series, we'll we'll talk about other embarrassing race things that happen sure. to me. There, there may be like funnier, right? Like you crap your pants or, <laughs> you know. I've done that. Yeah, nope. I mean, there's just like, there's so many times where, yeah, there's so many things that are just so much more embarrassing or whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, that stuff's embarrassing and funny and whatever, but like, no, what's really embarrassing is like how you act and yeah. you know so yeah so that's my that's my embarrassing moment that's hopefully you have something hopefully you have something more funny <laughs> i think for my it's it's almost and every time we go riding I, it, it embarrasses me just a little bit is the fact that wait you wait guys, both, wait wait go ahead tiny bladder jake tiny bladder uh, jake yeah. <laughs> but not for nothing it's not tiny i, I could put out a freaking forest fire it's just my body whenever i get into a ride about 30 minutes in, you yeah. guys have both been there with me. I'm like, hey, sorry, man. We we're stop. 30 minutes. We got to stop real quick. Yeah. And it, and it's, I mean, if I was peeing in a bottle, I'd fill up a 25-ounce <laughs> bottle. It's just like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, I've come to embrace the Jake pee, pee breaks. I'm always like, I can drink a whole bunch of water before. It won't matter because we're going to stop. Jake and I are going <laughs> to stop. Right. You know, and it's, for me, I, I, like Matt, I love yeah. my coffee. And, you know, that's that's fluid. And I, I, I'm constantly drinking water. And then in yeah. the morning, if I'm juicing and doing some beet juice and, you know, just raw vegetable juice and whatnot, it's not uncommon before I go out on a ride to already have 60, 70 ounces in me. And I'll try and get that out before I yeah. go. And I'll even try and get up earlier just so I can say, all right, well, if I get up earlier, like 30 minutes earlier and I start 30 minutes earlier, maybe I won't have to pee 30 minutes <laughs> no. in the ride. Nope. <laughs> the truth is, I think if you're drinking the amount of water that you should be drinking, like you and I yeah. have done this before where it's yeah. like, hey, let's try and drink a lot of water, you know, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. you will just take more breaks on the bike. And, yep. You know. Yep. You know, hopefully people don't when you're in a race situation thank god i mean my body gets into that like you know that fight or flight kind of thing and it's like yeah, all this preparatory mode. stuff and yeah. you know before a race my body's like you know get rid of all of it and it was like we got to the race yesterday and i, I think i went to the bathroom four times in the first 30 minutes or 40 minutes that we were there before i got on the bike to start doing my my warm-ups it was three times because i came back after doing my warm-ups put the bike on the rack real quick ran over there went one more time so it was four times in an hour that i went but you know what once you get out there on the race you didn't have to go yeah. and your your body just kind of focuses and sends all this blood flow where it needs to go and hopefully you don't have to take a leak have you ever peed on the bike no you haven't peed yourself i don't on the think bike. i don't think i can either mr lance 
on advice of counsel, I declined to comment. Oh, okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Speaking of embarrassing race I, moments. I have thrown away a pair of shoes yeah. for that reason, oh, just so you know. Well, it's yeah. sterile, isn't it? I no, mean, but it, what happens... Not so, after a week. So, oh, yeah, okay. So, so here's what happens, right? So, you know, just like Lance, if you're if you're into triathlon, like, you're you're supposed to pee yourself on the bike. Sure. Right? Like, for people that are listening to this and they're like, that's disgusting, you guys are gross, blah, blah, blah. They're, that, that's right. You're, you're, <laughs> if you're, if you're out there and you're racing hard and you don't pee on the bike, you're doing it wrong. I mean, because yeah. you're taking five minutes to stop, stop and slow stop. down, yeah. pee, and that's if you're pretty fast. You slow down, you pee, and you get back on the bike, and that's fine. For five, some people are like, I'm going to take those five minutes, but then that's fine. But I think if you're towards the front, you should be peeing yourself. You know. huh? so, yes. so anyway, and then shoes basically take the brunt of it because yes. it rolls down your leg. Yeah. And it then, soaks in your you shoes. know, and you don't generally have socks on. Yeah, no. And so. you should. So the so the key with that is like immediately like, you know, hose down the bike if you can and then flush the shoes yeah. out with water as much as you can, because it just is horrible. It's uh, it's got staying power. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, it's not a pleasant <laughs> shoe smell. By the way, Jake. None of us care that you have to stop a half hour in the ride. It does not bother any no, of us. I guess it just bothers me then. So to all my friends that I've ridden with before and made stop, I'm sorry. To all my friends that I'll ride with in the future, I'm sorry again. And I think my actual biggest like oops, like knucklehead uh, moment was when uh, we were doing the Cherry Pie Road Race a couple of years ago. I um, was working for some teammates in that, that race, and I was off the front. And uh, I just was the, the lead car. Um, was way out there because this guy named Adam Buckland had broke off the front from legend. The, the legend, yeah, um, from the the, the get go. I mean, they the the neutral car rolled away and he pretty much stayed with the neutral car and we didn't have a lead car the whole time, so everybody knew this course that I didn't know and I'm off the front and I, I went straight and everybody else went left oh. and <laughs> I probably went for about an eighth of a mile before I looked back and I'm like. Hey, Where's my team? And I, I can see them off in the distance and going in another farm direction road. And I'm like, oh, oops. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they were even hooting and hollering and screaming at me. And yeah. uh, I turned around and I had a hammer back on. So that was that was kind of a, an oops moment for me. So I felt kind of embarrassed when I got back. They're like, hey, nice job, guy. <laughs> like this, I was like, nobody really knew who I was, and I didn't know anyone. Well. They let me know about it, so it's kind of funny. <laughs> So, all right. Um, I think that we can get through the Arizona missions this weekend. It's kind of like that, like no injuries at work. I don't, Do I we, didn't hear anything yeah. from last week, so we can put it up. I like, feel like we need Evan here to help us with the Arizona missions because that's kind of his game. He likes to play, and I don't know what the, yeah. I don't pay close enough attention. I'm going to take a win on this one and, and chalk it up as like one we week without Arizona missions. Okay. So we can put that up on the nice. board. It's been one week since errors. So um, uh, everything sure. I said was probably a lie. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's where our errors and omissions, we <laughs> yeah. went back and fact checked you. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out, yeah. Kepler yeah. standard deviation, right? St- yeah. <laughs> turns out you didn't, you didn't. Do any decathlon? That's right. (laughs) So, and um, we do have a a topic that we're going to push forward to next week. We're going to talk a little bit about our favorite tech items on the bike and just things that we use with our training in general. So, uh, you guys can look forward to that one for the next go around. Um, So, let's uh, let's jump into our final segment. One last thing, Matt. Why don't you start us off? One last thing to wrap this show up. Oh, um, gosh, I don't know. Um, What you know, like. so for this for this particular segment, what kind of stuff are you are you hoping to? Just anything that's on the top of your mind, anything you want to talk about from uh, the, the, what we talked about today, or something that you're excited about. Anything, oh, just one last thing. 
Jeez. By oh, Matt Legrand. Man. Okay, so um, for us in the Northern Hemisphere, like the weather is what I'm excited about, oh, right? Yeah. Like it's sunny. It was sunny week this coming. weekend. It was it's sunny this coming up week. It's supposed to be 82 on Wednesday. For I us, know. that's fantastic. Yeah. So hopefully the legs are going to come around with yep. a little bit of biking. And yep. if I'm overtraining a little bit, that's okay too. Yeah. That, so. that, that sun is like, you know, that getting that vitamin D. Yeah. It's like Superman, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> just like that sun hits you and you feel incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm chalking yesterday up to. It was the sun. Yeah. It's the sun. It's the way so, it is. Yeah. And how about you, Lance? One last thing. Um, ah, do you want to talk about the weight loss? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. I do. <laughs> what are you doing? I, yeah, I, I want to know. What, I need yeah. to lose a, a few more pounds. I'm doing stuff, too. I'm just curious how you're getting along so quickly. What are you doing? Well, basically, um, I eat nothing. And when I'm about to pass out, I eat a cube of cheese. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm one good stomach flu away from my goal weight, I think. Wow. Yeah. So you're just reducing calories? No. So no. that's a joke. That's actually a quote from a movie, and I don't want to divulge what the movie, movie because oh, okay. I will lose my man card if okay. I for those of you who don't for those of you who don't know Lance, he's like renowned for his movie like quotes. his database of like movie quotes oh. and lines. Lance, we're gonna have so much he fun. He has got a movie quote <laughs> so for everything, and if you follow Lance on Strava, you will laugh oh. your butt off Actually, at yeah. every single ride post. You get to see some great pictures because yeah. the man's got an eye for, for photography. I I but agree. everything, you're like, all right, what movie is that from? And why the hell is that so funny and so appropriate? So it, it, <laughs> it is he never ceases I to love, uh, I love your titles of your Strava. Yep. Like all of his Strava stuff is just yeah. fantastic. Lance so. Hepler. <laughs> it Strava. is from uh, it's from the Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> okay. So okay. I yeah. probably shouldn't have divulged that. But yeah. That's yeah. all right. That's where it's from. Yeah, I have a thousand stupid movie quotes in my Good. head. Good. For whatever reason, <laughs> um, no, I I am uh, the weight loss is just coming from focus and determination. I guess I have just been very careful about what I'm eating and when I eat, and I am definitely calorie restricting because Good. I'm I'm not racing right now, mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to build something. I'm trying to lose this fat suit that I've been hauling around yeah. for a while. So how's it I, making your back feel carrying around 30 less better, pounds? much better. I got to imagine that yes. makes you feel fantastic. Yes. It has definitely made a difference. And I would yeah. venture to guess that your energy levels are coming up too. Cause I'm seeing some bigger rides from you with some better efforts. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been able to do much for the last six months, yeah. but uh, yeah, I'm feeling a lot better. So, so just kind of watching generally what you're eating and Salads or like kind of no late night meal. What's this? What's the secret sauce? Protein and vegetables. Protein and vegetables and fruit. Period. Yeah, that's okay. it. <laughs> Interesting. So chicken, steak, white fish, broccoli, lettuce, tomatoes. That that's that's pretty much all I've been eating. That is um that's a difficult thing to do to be focused on it. I a lot of my college roommates tease me about my Hepler focus, yeah. <laughs> which you can do, yeah. which has served me very well right, in exactly. a lot of situations. Yeah. And this is just one of those situations where if I'm, if I really commit to a goal, I can kind of lay down. Do you track it. your calories on a daily yeah. basis? Like my fitness pal or something my like that? My fitness pal. Yeah. It's yeah. a good app and it's yeah. definitely one that I've used a lot in the past. I'm, I'm currently using as well right now, but um, a lot of people that, that ask for advice and tips, I definitely recommend that they get on. That's a great way to create some good habits. Yeah. It's a good way to hold yourself accountable too, because if you eat it, you got to put you it. Gotta, in it. You got to record it. And if you, you know, if you don't, you're just cheating yourself. And 
a lot of times you don't want to record it. Like again, go back to donuts. Like I, I didn't want to put that 300 calorie right. donut in there because that really takes a big chunk out of my day. There, there is no mystery to weight loss. Weight loss yeah. is a math problem. Yeah, you just have to do the math. Yep. You got to burn more calories yep. than you're eating. Yep. So, and there's there's a lot to be said too with you know when you're eating in terms of how you're um, you know eliciting different like hormonal responses in your body and, and and really making your body you know be as optimal as it possibly can with the fuel that you're providing it and if you again play that math problem right you're going to get a good net gain yeah or <laughs> loss, loss in this matter so so good stuff jake one last thing one last one thing last. i had something and i got distracted <laughs> <laughs> it's the um, donut in the no, kitchen the donut <laughs> so distracting i'll take that um, off your hands for you yeah <laughs> Um, I, I, you know, like always, I'm so proud of the, the team that I'm racing on. And I, I, again, got more compliments from people this, uh, this past race, this past race weekend. They're just so pleased with the way that our team, despite the fact that they're, they're being put in situations where they're at a disadvantage, they just like the fact that we're going out and we're doing things the way that we are doing it with our team. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to try and change that, um, I'm not going to say that that the local racing has never seen like organized racing. It, it happens, and it happens more in the higher categories. When you get into like the pro one twos, and there's some solidified teams out there, they're they're doing a lot of race tactic stuff. But in the you know the masters and, and getting down into the three fours and fives, it doesn't quite happen as much, and it just becomes a big arm wrestling match at the end of the race. And, and for us to kind of employ some tactics and, and kind of show people that it, it can be done here and it can be successful, I'm I'm really pleased and happy with that. Um, that's been a lot of fun. That's great. Um, I'm really excited about the fact that um, this podcast is getting good reviews. I I, I love getting messages from people, um, <laughs> and hopefully uh, hopefully he's listening at some point in time and he hears this. But uh, Randy Frost is a, a local here who's a cyclist, and he reached out to me on Facebook, and I think it was uh, you know he, he caught wind of it through Lance and, and listened to it, and binged it, um, on all four episodes that we had up at the point in t- at one point in time. Um, while he was out doing his mail route and he loved it and, and getting that kind of stuff makes me excited and makes me want to do even more of these. So I'm really excited for what's to come and hopefully we can give some entertaining, entertaining information and some, um, informative information and, and keep people listening. And, uh, if anybody has anything that they would like us to touch on, um, give us a shout at, uh, you can reach me, Jake at, um, dot or you can actually now use, and, and just about for everybody, Lance will have one of these later on today. Uh, Jake at dialedpodcast.com and Matt at dialedpodcast.com, Evan at dialedpodcast.com. And we'll make one for Lance too. So it'll be Lance Perfect. at dialedpodcast.com. If you have questions, comments, feedback for any of us, we would love nothing more than to hear from you. Yeah. And if we suck, tell us we suck. Yes. Tell us what we can fix and make better. So, <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, and then as we get, you know, start to get more more feedback, we'll we'll add a segment of, of feedback to kind of address questions sure. and stuff like that that sure. people have because I think it'll be I think that'll be fun. So yeah. yeah, And we are all set up now to take Skype phone calls, and we've oh, got all yeah. of our little computer doohickeys all figured out, and all the appropriate cords and wires and plugins. So computers, yes, God. it's like times. it's like professional. Kind I of like is. It. It's starting to look kind of cool in here <laughs> yeah, too. So it is. Yeah. it's been a lot of fun, but um, we're. Uh, we're pretty much out of time here. We went a little long today. Hope you guys don't mind. Um, thanks again for coming back. We uh, appreciate you listening. And for Matt Lance and myself, um, take care and bye for now. Yeah.